Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Welcome, all you conspicuous COVID converters. It's time for another edition of Ignore the Rant. My name is Doug, and Jim's sitting right there. And Arona is back with us this week, but he's in the next room. (laughs) Because uh, he could still be contagious. Yeah, we Uh, have him in a corona isolation tank. Yes. Yes. And uh, so so what's up, Arona? How you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. Uh you know, uh with the job that I started and everything, uh being sick is not exactly a picnic. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I mean, everybody at work keeps on telling me sweat it out and I'm like, I've been doing that for the past 7 days. And yeah, I mean, I started to get better. Like 2 days ago, it started to kind of wane a little bit. But then yesterday and today, or actually mostly today, the symptoms start, I started to regress a little bit. So yeah, fun stuff. So, uh, so that date with Hope Hicks wasn't everything it was cracked up to be, huh? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's- it wasn't. <laughs> i'd go catch covid if i had a chance to uh yeah let's just hey hey well yeah well all right sure yeah she's a looker yeah <laughs> we know why she's her assistant <laughs> but uh yeah so we got uh we got a rona back on deck missed a couple episodes due to uh possible covid scare and uh, this is really awkward, kind of, sort of, a little bit, by the way. Yeah, he's isolated. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's literally behind two different sheets of plexiglass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a totally isolated room. Yes. Yeah. He's in, the, he's in the main room of the studio, and Jim and I are in the control room. And uh, I could have put him, I guess, in one of the booths, but he'd have been really cramped in there. I'm not going to lie. It kind of feels like uh, any... We were kind of... Before we went on, we were talking about uh, an old Charlie Sheen sci-fi horror movie that involved aliens uh, called The Arrival. And it just kind of, this situation, you and me at the control board, both together looking in as Arona is isolated in the center of another room, like in a containment tank. Yeah, we're watching the alien right now. Yeah. We're looking at the alien. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like y'all are watching to see if I transform or some shit. (laughs) All right, quick, Doug. Let's do some experiments on him. All right. Here goes the fire. You ready? You ready there, Runner? Yeah. Yeah, Y'all didn't tell me about the uh, sprinklers that will rain down acid on me. Quick, unleash (laughs) unleash the feral cats. Oh, shit. (laughs) Release the hounds. (laughs) Ah, fuck. But, uh, yeah. So, Arona, are you dying? Are you getting better? Or are you just going to be sick forever? What's up? I don't know. I'm. Uh, I mean, today's been kind of rough, but I mean, it was already a rough day as far as work goes. Come to find out, I would have thought Saturdays and Sundays might be a deader day at work. Well, and real quick, today is Saturday, October third. We are recording this as uh, football as, games are going on in the background. As Alabama is. Um dominating texas a&m at the moment 14 to nothing 
Yes. No. A and M will pull it out. I'm uh, or they'll come back. <laughs> I. Yeah, you must be sick. Or yes. You're running out of <laughs> You have a fever? <laughs> so anyway, you found out that weekend work is a little busier than regular day work. Yeah, actually, I mean, somebody told me that it's not beyond, you know, ridiculous that we could work a 12-hour day on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, man, shit. I worked a 13-hour day yesterday. Yeah, well. Yeah, that warehouse stuff, man, that can get lengthy. That can get busy on the weekends. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it doesn't help that I'm still, uh, you know, right at about 300 pounds. So, I mean, it, it's, it certainly is, uh, something I'm trying to get used to. Um, but this in one week I, and I was telling Jim, I lost 10 pounds on this job. So <laughs> I think that's going to, uh, continue most likely, but yeah. No, I'm I'm I'll get there. It's just uh I think right now I'm gonna have to start taking a medication and I'm sorry audience if this grosses you out, but for mucus and shit. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. mucinex, a little Sudafed, get some shit that speeds you up, get, get you moving. You, get you some uh hydrochloroquine chloroquine hydroxychloroquine <laughs> yeah, hydroxychloroquine yes i can never say that fucking word <laughs> well, but uh yes i'm positive hydroxychloroquine. it's not i'm positive it's not covid see he I doesn't mean, know this but at night i've been sneaking in his room and i've been squirting him with bleach <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. squirting bleach all over the bed and, oh yeah. you haven't been injecting me with it no nah, man i'm a firm believer in osmosis i'm more therapeutics <laughs> than i am treatment or uh, uh, injection? Yeah. Yeah, words. They have meanings. <laughs> they do. They mean things. <laughs> so I didn't have shit go on this week. Uh, Doug and I pretty much had the same week. In fact, you've heard from us three times this week. Yeah. So Four times. This is the fourth. Yeah. So in a week. Arona, what you got for us? Well, so uh, audience, if you are familiar with our episode two, um, now it's, I guess, our first episode on the platform at this point but no, uh well it's episode number two dirty jeans yeah dirty jeans and so i got a call from my dad a couple days ago and he says hey have you checked your ancestry i'm like no i saw it why would i check it again and he says well apparently hold on before you go any further i got a sure, question sure so this isn't like a one-time thing you buy it you get one thing a result like is this an ongoing thing that you can go back and check again or, uh, you know, honestly, if he hadn't told me, uh, and what I'm about to tell you, I would have had no fucking clue, but I guess if they have pertinent updates based on the change of their process to actually get the results, then they will kind of reprocess the DNA and go back and look oh, at the, okay. Look okay. at the markers and shit. Let me guess. He called you and he said, Arona, I am not your father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we, we, we don't have an episode of Springer coming up or okay. anything. So. Uh, damn. Yeah, no. That's, that would be Maury. Fucking yeah. bummer. That would have been a good one. <laughs> yeah, the only time it's Springer is if you end up deciding to have sex with him because he's not your father. Or because he is your father. Oh, you know? shit. <laughs> you like that kind of stuff. Well, uh, apparently... <laughs> Thanks, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad calls and says, yeah. "Hey, bud, you gotta, you yeah. gotta, you gotta do what?" Well, no, he just said, "Well, apparently, Ancestry updated their uh, DNA 
um, process or something like that to basically get finer results. Uh, I don't really know how that... I mean, honestly, the more and more I'm hearing, it sounds more and more like bullshit. But, uh, so he's apparently um, very Mexican now. (laughs) He's very Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Mexican. Yeah. Me, um, I'm a lot less French, but a lot Jewier. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not your father. (laughs) No, I I think there's a thing where you get a lot of uh, your DNA as far as uh, chromosomes and shit and just all the, I think a good majority comes from your mother. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, or at least it does, I think, for boys. I'm not sure. It definitely does for Jews. <laughs> <laughs> He's very Jewy. Yeah. He's very Jewy. So, so what are you percentage Jew now? Okay, well, um, I'm 30% Jew. Oh, yes. You're a one-third <laughs> Jewy. And then I'm 20 per, 21% French. So you're still a Frenchy Jew. Yeah. Yep, yep. Or more a Jewy French, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Jewy French. Yeah. You could go either way. And uh, then 9% is Mexican. Oh, so. so you have some Mexican in you. Oh, yeah. I'm actually... But way less than before. <laughs> yeah. You, well, he didn't have no, any no, no. Mexican I, in him before. No, I did. I did. It's just we never got to that point because... Because uh-huh, it was so <laughs> minuscule, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, it, funny thing is, I mean, like I said, 9% on Mexican, but I'm also 9% Spanish. So, Ancestry.com, you are still destroying lives <laughs> in, a, in a complete way now. You're, yes. you're completely just, anything that was there that you just have to smush it, step on it, and squash it like a bug. Yeah. Well, yeah. imagine, I mean, if it completely came back with a totally different thing. I mean. Yeah, like your part pangolin. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, oh, my God, my dad's Randy Marsh. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, yeah, no, I always thought that the whole Ancestry.com or you and me and 23 others all in the same room mixing it up. I always thought that like that was a final score. That'd be like some asshole being like, hey, Jim, did you go back and recheck the score of Super Bowl 51? I'd be like, hey, go fuck yourself. They're like, no, 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 no. Hold on. They went back and recalculated. The Falcons actually won. You didn't You didn't have to kill yourself that <laughs> night after that game. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. It's I mean, they they tried to give a little blurb when you go back and check. And all it really said is. Well, we changed the way we do shit. Here you go. Yeah, DNA wasn't isn't what it used to be. Uh, it's a whole new thing. Yeah, and you might be something totally different five years from now. So yeah. stay tuned. Please keep coming back and checking in with us and giving us your money. <laughs> yeah, you might have some pangolin in you after all. <laughs> well, yeah, I, my house. <laughs> I am 1% African, so... Uh, good lord you better get it you better take it to the streets or that's all i'm saying oh my god mm. them places are oh that is brutal that's brutal so apparently one percent of my life matters oh mm. no, Holy no. Oh my god. <laughs> now we're there yeah we, just, we dove in well we i will never take a uh ancestry.com or 23andme thing um and and i guess luckily 
if I can say luckily for me, my parents are highly against it. Because they're like, I don't want my DNA in some database. Yeah. What the fuck? Fuck not. Yeah, I'm I'm totally against it too, man. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's just a that's just begging here. Uh, fucking blame me for something I didn't do, please. I mean, because if <laughs> yeah. somebody's got your DNA, they can you know they can say they found it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. they can you know. they can sprinkle my DNA on, yeah. on a murder scene with the crack. <laughs> yeah, with the crack. Yeah, <laughs> they can be my yeah. DNA laced crack rocks. <laughs> yeah. That they're sprinkling on sprinkling somebody. all over you. And I'll be like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Well, if ah. I ever am charged with murder, I'll be like, it's ancestry. I just wanted they to find out shit. why I was allergic to poison ivy. Now I'm doing life. <laughs> uh, you know, it does make you wonder if all of that shit is some kind of John experiment or something to where they're like taking all the DNA of all different people and they're fucking well, there's injecting value. it into pangolins and... well there is value in that i mean look at facebook and google and all this other shit the whole reason why they're viable is they sell your data right yes and they sell your personal information to the highest bidder whoever the fuck they want don't private industry what what levels of protection and security or or whatever you want to call it are there that these dna database companies are destroying it or not storing it or not selling it yeah or, there's i don't know you have no guarantees there yeah none yeah it just seems highly uh, like the only good thing that can come out of it is go oh wow would you look at that i'm a little bit more of what i am than i originally thought <laughs> or holy shit my entire life's a lie yes and now my dna is being sold on the black market and i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure there have been suicides oh yeah yeah, yeah. think about it really really because we talked about this on the episode on the the dirty jeans episode a large part of what makes you who you are is your family pride you know your belief in who you are from yes of who you are yes and when all that's destroyed and squashed (laughs) thanks to (laughs) ancestry.com yes i said it um you know what do you do what do you do if you're weak you know you fucking go and jump off a bridge or you know you do something crazy. Speaking yeah. of which, y'all, you you are making me uh, not be able to observe my Shabbos. I'm highly offended by that. Yeah, we don't respect <laughs> any form of religion. So well, I say so. change the channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think uh, you're not isolated enough, uh, Arona. <laughs> I think what Doug and I are saying, and and. Less better words is sometimes it's just better to believe a lie and instead of really knowing the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just buy the lie. Make believe whatever you want. I mean, that's kind of the world it. we live in now anyway. Yeah. Why why do you want to have that level of truth into who who you're made of? All right. And before we go dark, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanna say I wanna say uh I wanna talk about some good news this week. Absolutely good news. That uh, Blabbermouth, in case you're not uh, informed, Blabbermouth.net, which is a metal music TMZ, I would call them, mm-hmm. I guess. They uh, they announced that, yes, ACDC has a new album coming out. Oh, yeah. And yes, ACDC has reunited with Brian Johnson. Oh, yeah. With Cliff Williams and with Phil Rudd. So that means basically the only members uh, the only one member that's missing since 1980 is malcolm and uh rest in peace malcolm my god yeah you were a monster yeah. uh 
And and I'm sure it's hard for Angus to to do this, but it is a if if this album is what I think it's going to be, which you know their tribute to Bon Scott was back in black. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only imagine what their tribute to Malcolm Young's going to be. You know, um, and I'm sure that's what Angus you know is thinking in his head as a tribute to his brother. Yeah, and um, they started AC. I mean, they they are ACDC. Mm-hmm. So that was some really good news, and we got a little thirty second shot of a song it's called shot in the dark is the name of the song and apparently the album is going to be called power up <laughs> and they released a photo and a little 30 second snippet of the song and when i listen to the song man it is an acdc song nice i mean it sounds very in brian scott's words acdc yeah how uh, how old are they now? Brian Scott, Brian Johnson. Holy, I'm an idiot. <laughs> how, I can bind their singers because they're both great. You know, <laughs> there you go. Brian Scott. How old are they now? Uh, they're in their sixties. I I would say, uh, Eddie. I know Eddie turned sixty five, and I know Angus and Eddie were really close in age. So Angus is probably sixty five, sixty four, sixty five years old. He's sixty five. Yeah. And I knew him and Eddie were really close in age and uh, Eddie Van Halen, by the way, uh, you know, which thoughts and prayers to you, my man. I mean, you're the reason I fucking picked up a guitar. I hear you're going through a bad time right now. I don't know what to think of it because nobody says anything. No one. Uh, and I know it's a privacy thing with the family, but uh, from what I understand, he is battling throat cancer again. Oh shit! And I, uh, and he's and he's not doing good. So I don't even want to go there. Let's go because back to good of the news. good news. Let's because go back to the good, good news. news. ACDC yeah. coming back. ACDC. ACDC uh, obviously has a new album coming out. I don't know when the album's going to drop. I mean, it's just a tease right now. They're basically teasing everybody, and um, I'm expecting them to tour extensively, probably near the end of 2021. Well, that's what, what I was gonna. Guessing. That's what I was gonna ask. So, obviously, a new album coming out means that they're gonna hit the road again. But in this topsy turvy COVID world, do you think ACDC would put on a socially distanced concert? I don't think they would at all. No. And if and if you don't know what we're talking about, folks, uh, there's been some attempts around the world, Europe, and some places um, here and there where they've tried to hold. Um, socially dist- distance concerts where they will put up barricades, you know, like the barricades that are at the front of the stage to keep you from going and raping your favorite artist. Um, <laughs> they will then they will then put them in like rectangles, right, out in the field. Yes, um, and then kind of give everybody their, their own, own VIP style box, box. <laughs> yeah. And the people that go to these things think that they're getting something premier. <laughs> when all it is is you're just sequestering people from having any contact with anyone else, which right. kind of defeats a concert. And not only that, you're paying a hell of a lot more for the tickets, too. Yeah, mm. yeah, because it automatically reduces the number of tickets that can be yeah. sold. Therefore, yes. the price has to go the up. The price has to go up, yeah. So, I mean, I don't see ACDC doing something like that. I can't see that. I mean, they are a, in all sense of the word, rock band, and I just don't see them 
doing that. Well, you know, uh, you know, my current favorite band is a band called Ginger, and um, they think? came. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much any time I play a video for somebody, I'm like, oh, check out it, check it out, it's Ginger. And yeah, I know <laughs> one trick pony here, but uh, no, they they released a um, a live recording um, that was done maybe two weeks ago, and it was fucking odd. Just I mean, they showed the audience at the end. Everybody had to be in lawn chairs, and uh, yeah, it was yeah, that's like fucking metal. I know it, it's fucking weird, and. Like you said, they had clusters of people and, um, you know, probably only 15 to 20 people within each cluster. Yeah. I mean, I don't even see the point in doing that. And because there's only one of us on this podcast that actually has played on a stage in front of people, I got to imagine, Doug, that that is the, the whole interaction. The whole reason why live shows are so attractive is because there is a feeding off of the music exactly and then That's a return the- back to the band on stage yeah. the energy from the crowd and the and and when you when you cut off one of those can it be a good show in your mind look no you it can't look this is this is the reason why we make fucking records we make records to play in front of crowds that's the only reason you make a fucking record i mean you could i'm sure there's some artists out there that make it for the art of the music and but you want to you want to share that art. And for me, anyway, uh, the best way to share that art is to get out and play in front of crowds. Now, I'll play for anybody. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll play in a room full of 10 people and feel just as good as if I'm playing in front of, you know, 10,000. I mean, it's yeah. it's the same feeling, really. But at the same time, if you're used to playing a 10,000-seat room and that room is packed with people, and then you go and you play that same 10,000 seat room and it's just little rectangle sections of people dotted about the place. Yeah. It's not the same thing. It's no, it really nowhere near the same thing, but I see a need for it right now because people are losing their fucking mind. And not only that, but bands and roadies and light men and sound men they are losing their livelihood i'm talking Mm -hmm. about totally decimated yeah you know people talk about the restaurant workers and all that well the restaurants a lot of them have come back you know a lot of them didn't but a lot of them were able to sell their food takeout or whatever yeah curbside these guys had nothing yeah nothing they couldn't put on a a show so they couldn't do anything there's no uber Uber, there's no uber concert right and (laughs) and so you know everybody thinks about all the artists and things and you know well they're millionaires they can handle it no it's not the artist it's the people that put the show on for the artist the industry those people are the forgotten people that nobody ever thinks about at a show it's the industry that is live shows yes exactly the band plays a very 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 small role in putting on that live show they just show up and do the show that's basically all they do yeah everything else is done by teams and teams of people that have been doing this shit for years Mm -hmm. know what they're doing know how to make a concert look fucking great to all the people that buy tickets mm-hmm. they know light sound everything they they know that shit great those people 
are the people that are that uh, every ever since the beginning of this COVID shit, and they shut all that down. Um, I've been worried about friends that I know mm-hmm. uh, because that's what they do for a living. That's a, and you know, thankfully, a lot of them have been able to do other things, but um, there's some of them that haven't been able to do anything because it's all they know. They've done it for 30, 40 years, and it's all they know. Yeah, there's a lot of industries like that, but uh, you know, one of the big things that I miss uh, during this whole 2020 isn't just civility and you know i don't know a general resurgence of caring about each other right but one of the biggest things is the lack of concerts i mm. i go in arona oh yeah all of us we go to shows yeah all the time oh it, it is one of my favorite things to do same and, here and anytime that you know i'm not going to concerts typically i'm planning on going to a sporting event like a baseball game. Now it's football season. You know, there's a game 30 minutes down the road in Athens. Typically, I would fucking be there. Right. But I can't. You can't get a ticket. I yeah, can't. Get- the last concert I went to was in March, days before all of this went to shit. And actually, I found out later that the artist that I saw, Sturgill Simpson, had COVID when I was watching him, but he didn't know it yet. A prime example is what we're watching. There's a stadium on TV right now with a hundred and 7,000 seat capacity with like 17,000 people there. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's just fucked up all the way around. Even for, you know, I can see football and baseball because those dudes thrive on crowds too, man, especially football. Mm -hmm. You know, football, you get down in an end zone and you can't hear fucking shit. You can't even hear the play call in the fucking huddle. Yeah. Because the crowd is so loud and and that's gone. You know, that's gone this year. Well, and I understand why they're not having people in stadiums to try to reduce crowding and to uphold social distancing and all that. I get it. I'm, I'm not incapable of understanding that concept. But one thing that happened here in Atlanta is, well, first of all, my Atlanta Braves won a postseason series for the first time in 19 fucking years. <laughs> yes. But they didn't allow any fans this entire quote unquote season. However, anyone who's familiar with the Atlanta Braves new facility, uh, Truist Park, it's named now. It was Sun. Anyway. Fuck the name of it. It's part of this larger development called the battery. Right. And the battery is everything that's outside the stadium. It's an, it's a whole nother mini city block, right. or actually a couple of city blocks around this stadium. All of it was built at the same time. All of it's brand new. And everything surrounding the stadium is hotels and two-story restaurants. There's a mechanical bull. They have an outdoor uh, amphitheater with a big screen. It's like a park. There were thousands of people in this area watching the game that was happening inside the stadium that they were next to that they weren't allowing people in. It's like, what the fuck sense does this fucking make? And and it it, it hadn't made any sense since the beginning, man. We talked about this uh, many times about how if they were going to try to control this shit from the beginning that would have been one thing but to let it linger on and not have any idea of how to of what to do next because you fucked up the last thing you did that's a that's basically where we're at you know every every time they do something they realize hey we fucked up on this last time so let's do it this way this time and they're not thinking about all the 12 other things they fucked up in between those things 
And so. well, the crazy thing to me about the whole thing is, you know, the NFL hardly allowing anyone into their um, facilities yet college is many of them. What? Uh, 25% at least capacity, if not more 20 to 25%, 25% tops, which oh, for most tops. SEC stadiums is anywhere between 18 and 23, 25,000 people. Yeah. Uh, like in, uh, Athens today, they're allowing, I think 18,000 people in. Um, I know some people that are going, and I'm super jealous, but I and I'm really interested to talk to them after they have a chance to go to see what is it actually like inside that stadium. Is it as lame as it comes across on TV? Because it's just not the same. It's yeah. not the same. And I, I'll be honest, I did not even fully realize that the Braves, first of all, had a season that was coming to an end uh, because I stopped watching weeks ago because it's just I can't get into it. I I can't get into it without the crowd. Same thing with the UFC. I watched a UFC pay-per-view last Saturday. I mean, it was fine, but uh just not having a crowd really hurts the product. Yeah. Like really the debate. Does. Not to mention uh We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention though the cardboard cutout thing. It, it's oh, it's is, creepy to me. It's yeah, not ridiculous. Even, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. Yeah. The only cool thing that I'll say about that is that in the Denver Broncos oh, yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers game last Sunday, they had an entire end zone taken up by every character in South Park because they realize how ridiculous this is and I'm glad that they allowed him to do this. <laughs> yes. It was absolutely yeah. hilarious. Right. They had every known character of South Park's history in cardboard cutouts, which is kind of also funny because that's how the show started was they were all cardboard cutouts yeah. doing stop motion, stop motion animation. But they were, uh, it was just a funny, it was the only thing I've seen outside of when they had the weekend at Bernie's cutout at the LA <laughs> Dodgers game. There's been a couple of funny ones, but for the most part, it's just fucking bizarre. Speaking of South Park. The reason why they had all the cutouts in the end zone wasn't just because they were trying to be funny. Uh, it was also an advertisement for a one-hour special that they had on uh, on Comedy Central on Wednesday, a one-hour South Park pandemic special. And it you know, was funny like, as hell. Like most TV shows this year that typically would be releasing seasons at this point, they're not there because they weren't able to shoot when they would normally be shooting these episodes. Right. Yes, even a cartoon uh, requires some, <laughs> I guess, engagement of people. Um, so South Park, in lieu of being able to put out a season, said, fuck it, let's do a one-hour pandemic special. And all three of us have seen it. <laughs> we all watched it the night that it came out. And I got to say, it was an hour long. It could have been a half hour long and still did, you know, did everything. Because the first half hour, to me, was... How fucking hilarious. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'm not... Anybody that's listening, if you haven't seen it, if you're a fan of South Park, definitely go watch it. Yes. Not that there's any cliffhangers or anything in there. I mean, it's it's all about 2020 and everything that's been going on and the way that they weave uh, COVID and the lockdowns and... Wuhan. <laughs> and riots yeah, and Wuhan. Every, yeah, and everything. Distrusting police. They did it in such a South Park way. Yes, that, they did. Uh, I just got to say... Job well done once again, fellas. They are by far the best satirical animation show to ever exist. Yeah, easy. 
Yeah. And it's not even close. Well, well it's no, because they don't give a shit. And no one can be nearly as topical as they are because they, uh, traditionally, it's what, either seven or eight days um, that they take to create the show, script, animation, fucking everything. And so they are able to uh, be so topical on things that have happened within the last week or two. Yeah. Um, so that it's you know um you know things that are current and interesting and so other shows do not have the ability to do that so yeah and also just what they the way that they can mock things yeah they'll take on anything that's that's the thing that's the that's what makes south park what it is is they will mock anything brutally anything. brutally yes. all the way to yeah. The, yeah i mean <laughs> you go back to the you know sodom hussein and, yeah. and the devil and uh, i mean and then ah, Jesus on, episode. yeah you go back to all <laughs> of, ah, all throughout the history of south park man i mean they don't give a fuck and no. i love that yeah and, and that's what makes south park who they are it's like well, the last it, bastion of just non-pc bullshit on tv exactly which i'm i'm kind of surprised and i'm kind of not that comedy central still carries it because it's unlike anything else that that shit channel has on it nowadays. Sure. Everything else on it is woke, 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 with the laugh track, woke, 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 woke. I'm sorry, but Trevor Noah, you're not a comedian. You shouldn't be in that seat. I don't know why we have this obsession of listening to uh, non-Americans tell us how shitty America is. I'm looking at you, John Oliver. But it's everywhere, and it. I'm... I'm just glad that South Park still has its little corner cut out, which is actually probably like 80% of the revenue that Comedy Central brings in, which is probably the only reason why it hasn't gotten cut. Right. Um, so, Well, think of where South Park came from. The it, Their first episode, really, was a 10 to 15 minute episode. Yeah, Jesus versus Santa. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I remember uh, that was about you know, 2000, wasn't it? No, the first area was in 97, but yeah. that was an episode that they did back in college that was in like 93. Yeah. So yeah, this was, they've been on for a minute. Oh no, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, they haven't let off the gas yet. And they shouldn't. No. And yeah, if there's no, ever no, been no. a reason to. And if there's ever been a year where we really... Well, okay, where I really needed South Park, it was this year. Because, oh my God, I would have loved to have seen what they chose to mock. Oh, oh man. Yeah. We got a little glimpse of that with oh, that hour-long pandemic oh, special. Oh, there's going to be things coming on South Park that are going to be <laughs> glorious. <laughs> I mean, I'll give one thing away. They basically blamed the pandemic on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which I just fucking love. So, good on you guys, Matt and Trey. And, uh, yeah, fuck them bats. So, if there was one thing that South Park would have loved to have an opportunity to mock, it was what you and I covered on Tuesday in the presidential debates. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. What a mockery that was. Not going to lie, kind of doesn't seem so important anymore, but we got to do a quick recap cover. We got to blast through it because... At least for 24 hours, it was big news. Well, almost. You, you really don't have to mock it. It's its own mockery. Yeah. Well, apparently, the the only thing that came out of it was that Trump is a racist. That was out of those hour and a half long, just absolute fucking shit show. I'm quoting a CNN anchor, by the way. Uh, um, it, it, it being a shit show, that is. Where she's not wrong. No, it was, not at all. But at the same time, was anybody expecting anything else? 
I was expecting a little more um, attack from Biden, but I guess he just doesn't have it in him anymore. No. I was. I was expecting a little more. I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Is a little more streets from him. You I, know, think, like, I think. Come left, on, man. He never said that one time. I come think, on, man. I think it left everybody a little let down because Trump wasn't at his best. And the only thing that everyone was really applauding Biden for was the fact that he was able to speak fairly coherently with no major gaffes. I mean, that's his, that's the expectation level. Expectation levels were so low going in, and everyone still left being let down. Yes. <laughs> that, that's the overall sense yeah. of what happened on I Tuesday. I mean, it's, it's just, a, it'll be, it's already forgotten. You know, it's the forgotten debate. Well, it's the debate that never was. Well, because of the news that we're going to cover here in a minute, it, it, most definitely it's already been forgotten. But the whole thing about it, the, the one thing that they were sticking to, and when you and I were watching it live, I don't even think we really addressed this in our live episode, but when he didn't answer that, uh, will you condemn white supremacy, militia groups, and right, whatever, right. When he didn't do that immediately, I knew it was probably going to be the sticking point for well, a lot yeah, of people. Of course it was, yes. But at the same time, I don't understand, and I still don't understand, what this obsession with making Trump uh, disavow racist is. He's done it so many fucking times over the last four or five years on record, in front of cameras, his voice recorded... He's done it so many times it's, that I don't understand why they keep going back to that. I can kind of explain that. Kind of. I mean, it's not. And the reason is, is he can disavow something and then turn around and at a rally, say the complete opposite of what he just did to rile people up. Sure. That's what keeps happening. He's he's doing it to himself. Trump just flies off you know you know how he is he just fucking flies off there ain't and, no script man and yeah yeah and so he can disavow a group and then in a rally in a in some town where i guess he thought the cameras weren't rolling i don't know i don't or you just don't give a fuck no he, does, he doesn't he care. says the exact opposite of what he said it's so like what a, difference would it make? No, what, I'm not saying it would make a difference I'm not, I'm just, I'm not saying that's what you're saying i'm right. saying on the bigger stage what difference does it make if he disavowed it exactly the way you wanted to, it's not going to change your mind. No, I, I, well, but, and that's my point. And on it. regardless of him disavowing it, isn't he the f you know first president or president on a presidential level to call the KKK a terrorist org organization? They've Declare been deemed a terrorist organization oh, no. since the fucking no, 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 no. Yeah. I know. I mean, that, I don't. But, this, none of this is new. But I mean, at least on a government level. Um, I mean, the FBI that, has has them labeled as a terroristic outfit for longer than I've been alive. So none of this, it's all posturing. It means nothing. It's I mean, politics. Sure. It's, it's a, it's a nice thing for Trump to do is to reaffirm that the KKK is a terrorist organization, but there's no news there. That's just as meaningless to me as him not disavowing racist in the latest iteration, just the way that people wanted him to. If we're all about disavowment, to me, I've heard Trump disavow the KKK, white supremacist, and any hate groups so many goddamn times, but I've yet to hear Biden disavow Antifa or any other hate group on his side. Right. So 
to me, it's like 12 to zero as far as who's disavowing yet in everyone's mind, Trump is the problem when it comes to hate groups. That's the stirring of the shit that we've been talking about the whole time. You got that's the gaslighting of the American public. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And that's what he does. He does it well, too. He does it really, really good. He's good at stirring shit up. And I wish he was that good at stirring Washington up as he is at stirring the public up. That was that was the thing I was expecting out of Trump. That's why I said in the very beginning, I said he could be one of the worst presidents we've ever had or he could be the greatest president we've ever had. There's no in between there. The way that he divides the country, and I know I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that the politicians are a part of that, but it's but they're not really. I mean, if they're not No, I was going to say the media. When you have one side of America, and it's a large chunk. Actual registered voters in the United States, there is way more Democrats than there are Republicans. Way more. And um, when you have a Democratic majority of people, they sweep across one idea, and they're cemented in that idea. And then you have a Republican side that is a minority. Believe it or not, Republicans are minorities. (laughs) They have to counter that with a strong argument on the other side that's just as strong as the argument that is on the Democrat side. Now, when you got more people on the Democratic side, then yes, their voice is going to carry more networks. All you have to do to look at the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans is look at the news coverage every night. Republicans have one network, Fox. Mm -hmm. That's it. Democrats have CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. All the other ones, right. yeah. So that tells you it's a Democratic uh, majority in the networks. It is because it's a Democratic majority in the country. And I would and, say it's a Democratic majority in the country because all the information they're getting is from a slice of Democratic and, elites. And, and people are believing media. I've watched this my whole life. Mm-hmm. When Reagan was in office, dude, CBS, NBC, all, every one of those news networks were Republican. Every one of them. They were all Republican. The news that you got was Republican, (laughs) slanted on the Republican side. And it's because at that time, the Republicans dominated politics in the United States. But back then, they were still journalists. That's the major difference. We don't have journalists anymore. Really. No, we do. We I mean, still we, have we some do, good journalists. Well, no, we have I mean, a lot of opinion people. video uh, <laughs> element. We, we have a lot of... Uh, people that are trying to portray journalists when they're not they're flat out not well, they're well, their opinion well and it's because yeah people. well you have a lot of that yeah i yeah. mean like like don lemon is one of those you yeah know? Oh, i mean yeah. andrew cuomo right, right? like right. the whole cnn but, line is well it's not the whole cnn line it, there's one person at cnn i will watch religiously every wolf. fucking day and that's wolf blitzer <laughs> dude wolf blitzer that dude is a journalist he's been infiltrated by this whole new that, cnn too yeah but he's, he's uh, not he's not pushing either side or the other he's like uh what's the guy here local in atlanta uh jamie jamie dupree but yeah jamie dupree yeah. okay when i listen to his reporting on the radio mm-hmm. i don't hear a left or right side when I listen to Wolf Blitzer on the radio, because I can listen to it on Sirius and not watch it on TV, 
there's no opinion there. He has no, he's not pushing one side or the other. Now, everybody else, yes, Anderson Cooper, fucking uh, Don Lemon, all of, all of them, Aaron Burnett, all of them. Yeah. But in the same way on Fox, this is the way Fox used to be. And this guy, I've kind of lost a little bit of respect for this guy because he did go political a couple weeks ago. And that's Brett Bear. He's the only guy on Fox. Mm-hmm. Brett Bear, to me, is the true. I guess you would say journalist with integrity yeah. at Fox. Yeah. Just like Wolf Blitzer is the journalist with integrity at CNN. And as long as there's one on each network that I can get my news from, you know, I'm good. I'm okay. I think there's none. I, I, I truly don't think there's any completely impartial uh, people. Because yeah. even like, okay, this past, uh, the week before the debates, you know, like you were saying, Arona, Trump came out and uh, acknowledged the KKK as a terrorist organization along with Antifa. And he also enrolled or unveiled the quote unquote platinum plan um, for black Americans where he's, you know, he has budgeted $500 billion to be invested in black businesses and black neighborhoods and all this other stuff. And there's a way to report that where it just says Trump designate everything I just said. But what even the middle or the journalists are saying is they, they lead it with in the beginning in a play for to obtain black votes, this happens. So it's like you're kind of because <laughs> you can say anything that anybody in a political office is doing is a play for votes. That's already inferred. Nothing that they're doing uh, it, it can be stated any other way. Everything they're doing is to get votes. So yeah. it's almost like that's not necessary to even report. But if you're. If you're already leaning on one side, you don't even see that as something that is kind of telling. You see that as, well, of, of course Trump is doing this only to get votes. But it's like, don't, if you're reporting it, you just report, this is what happened. Next story. But everything has to come with a little a little tinge, a little caveat. Well, that's, that's what I'm just saying. I don't think there's any true Well, that's where Newsy anymore. comes in for me. I, t- oh, I, yeah. I told you. Yeah. Newsy's awesome. If anybody listening to this wants to just get news with no shit... <laughs> Go to Newsy. Well, that's their whole tagline is, you know, news without the spin or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think and it's something it's, close it's to that. It's just straight yeah. up story. They tell you the story. They tell you what happened, where it happened, when it happened. They don't tell you what it's going to mean because they don't have an opinion it's on it. It's the most boring way to get news. It is. It is. And it's like, you know, Walter Cronkite back in the day. He was the bellwether of reporting, you know, yeah. he was the, uh, now he was the anchor and then you had Dan Rather. I remember Dan Rather being in Vietnam, but covering the Vietnam War, but you had uh, Walter Cronkite sitting at the desk and everybody trusted him. And the reason everybody trusted him is because he didn't take a side. He just said, this is what happened, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm sure everybody's seen his reporting of the Kennedy assassination was the only time in his whole news career that he ever showed any emotion. Mm -hmm. That was the only time ever. Yeah. And to report something like that, I mean, even if it's, say, Trump passes away, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Any reporter that doesn't report that as a tragedy is not worth their shit. That's not journalism, you know? Yeah. And, And not only that, it should touch you in a way just because he is the president of the United States, no matter what, it doesn't matter if you like him, if you fucking hate him, if it doesn't, none of that matters at that point. Yeah. 
you know it's yeah because a it's a patriotic thing to do you know correct and I, I so to to close out the debate portion i think that news being entertainment is a big problem because now you have to have personalities instead of anchors yeah ratings and in ratings and i've said this for years pretty much my entire life and we're getting a version of it now only because of covid but I've always felt that having an audience at a presidential debate is the the biggest disservice you can do to a debate. Now, the people on stage are now doing a much bigger disservice uh, because it's not a debate. It, it, it just isn't. No. Um, but even, even when the whole idea of this being a debate has been thoroughly thrashed and trashed and thrown in the garbage can like it was years ago, uh, having an audience there to make it some sort of spectacle is not what it should be. But the news doesn't care because they want spectacle. You know, like what you were just saying, newsy is the most boring way to get your news because there is no more embellishment. There's well, no it more should. into it, right. it should be boring. Yeah, it's the and fucking news. The, well, and the most <laughs> evil, insidious thing that has ever happened to news is the 24-hour news channels. There is no... Absolutely fucking no reason to have 24 hours of fucking news. <laughs> Unless it's it makes, really, really, really boring. Yeah. Unless it's 23 hours of pure boredom. The whole reason why we even talk politics on this podcast the way that we have so far is because it is now a form of entertainment. Yeah. If it was. And it's a dominant, a dominant fucking topic. Yeah. Because everyone is now battling over. Who's right in the way that you should live your life? That's what it's become yeah. now. Well, but at least here, we report it as opinion. Oh, it's yeah. opinion-based. But on the news, they want to make it seem like every little thought that pops in their head is part of the fucking news. And it's not. No. No. And that's why I sincerely despise the media. And that's why anybody that goes against the media calls them out on their bullshit or mocks them or, you know, just fucks with them. I'm automatically a little more in favor with that person. Well, well, the original purpose of news um, on the news on the networks, the original purpose was to inform the public of what's going on. And it always lost money. Every newsroom mm -hmm. at every fucking network lost shit loads of money for the network because the, it wasn't there for ratings it wasn't there for fucking opinion on each side you know it wasn't none of that was there it was there just to inform the public of what the fuck is going on and Correct. that's what the news is supposed to be yeah and if you want to get outside of that box then do a documentary or do a fucking there's plenty of platforms out there mm -hmm. to get outside of the news and give your opinion on shit yeah and see to frame if, things yeah, right yeah and to see if somebody is you know open to what you think about something or or it's just it's ridiculous man it really is so for me like is trump divisive yeah but I look at him more as someone who's going against the media, which I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of that uh, as far as Trump is concerned. That's why I don't hate him like everyone else does. Uh, when I see him acting a fool and acting all crazy and saying fucked up shit, I find it hilarious. Because I know that a big part of him is just giving a big fuck you to the media. Uh, I love him for that part. Um, because 
if there was nothing but super boring news that wasn't asking leading questions and Trump was saying the shit he's saying, I'd be like, this guy's a fucking animal. This guy is just a total fucking maniac. But um, the most obvious story that I'm sure everyone listening is like, how the fuck have they not, didn't they lead off with this? And that is shortly after the debates, news started breaking that uh, an aide of the Trump campaign, Hope Hicks, tested positive for uh, COVID-19. And immediately people were doing some backtracking, uh, looking at her schedule and seeing how much interaction she had with Trump and others. And it turns out that she was on Air Force One, flew with them to the debates, flew with them back. And once you're on a plane, I mean, if if one person has it, everybody's got oh, it. Oh, none of them wear masks. No, they, they haven't for... That, that's their. That's a point of pride for the White House is not to wear a mask. Well, I'm going to call bullshit on that. Well, I don't, I, it Trump, is. Trump does wear a mask. Not in the White House. Well, not on Air Force One. He got it on Air Force One if he got it from Hope Hicks at all because you're in a recycled air thing and they're not wearing masks because they're testing everybody. And it's kind of, uh, uh, what do they call it? Kind of like the honor system is, okay, I didn't watch you get tested, but I know that protocol is everyone here gets tested every day. If right. you're going to be in the inner circle around the president, you're getting tested all the fucking time. Yeah, you get tested with a test that's 50% accurate. Similarly, <laughs> well, yeah, and that's just testing. Yeah, just roll the dice. <laughs> Life is all about rolling the dice, Doug. Yes, I hear you. <laughs> so, yes, uh, they're getting tested more than any three of us have been tested and more on the reg, and they're not wearing masks. It's like, we're not wearing masks. It's how people, it's just how things, how things are. So anyway, none of that fucking shit matters. So news came out that Hope Hicks tested positive for COVID. So immediately everybody starts going, holy shit, she was interacting with this person and this person and Donald Trump and also this person. Well, now it's coming out that all of them are testing positive for COVID, including obviously Donald Trump. That was the big news that broke at about one in the morning. Uh, what was it, Doug? Thursday night into Friday morning? Yes. And so, as you would imagine, the quote-unquote news lost its fucking collective mind. One side is somber, like, the president has COVID. Everyone, please send out a prayer tonight to our great and dear leader. And then the other side, you would have thought it was fucking New Year's Eve. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, Trump is gonna <laughs> die. Oh, shit. And... Now that puts everything up in the air as far as the, the schedule of events, the debates. Are we going to have debates? You know, after the first debate was over, there was some reporting about uh, they're going to mute. They're going to have the ability to mute mics. They're, you know, Biden's camp is probably not going to want to continue doing debates because it went so poorly. Well, now the second debate is completely up in the air because Trump has to go into quarantine for 14 days and you know, the next debate is within that time. But uh, from all reports, well, from some reports, he was airlifted to Walter Reed Hospital. But uh, again, that's also sensationalism. He got on the means of transportation that he would have taken even if he was healthy and went to the hospital. So I don't know. Is he going to die? Probably not. About 95% chance that he doesn't. Uh, is he going to... Is he going to come out of this and talk even more shit on COVID? That's also probably a 95% well, chance. One thing, though, I mean, he is in the class of people that is most 
uh, affected by it. I mean, he's nearly like me, three hundred pounds. Yeah. So I mean, dude is not healthy. So I mean that that for itself, uh, I think he's more in danger than most people would be. Now, of course, um, you know, being the president and also being rich as all hell. You know, he'll have a better chance, uh, probably a 75% better chance than most individuals that would be coming at the uh, disease from that standpoint. So, well, yeah, his him being overweight does not help his situation. But the number one uh, pre-existing condition or comorbidity or whatever you want to call it uh, that is responsible for the most deaths is respiratory problems. And that's what happened with him. That's the, That's the thing that... There was a White House physician that said the only reason that they took him to Walter Reed is because he was suffering respiratory distress. They gave him oxygen at the White House earlier in the day at the White House. His shit didn't get any better after they gave him the cocktail. Yeah. So they decided to take him to the hospital. So it's. He's having respiratory issues from this. Yeah. Whether, now, whether how bad they get or how, I mean, hell, he's in Walter Reed. He he has access to the greatest medical shit on earth. Yeah. So he's probably going to be all right. Well, it's, but, no, it's no surprise that he has respiratory issues if you listen to any one of his speeches. Yeah. And and I mentioned in the debate when it first started, he didn't look good, man. Yeah. He looked tired. He looked, it, it was in his eyes, man. I could see it. It was like, something's wrong, you know, something's wrong with him. Yeah. Well, and all I was saying is, you know, as far as a uh, pre-existing situation, if if you have it, the, so far the order of deadliness goes, if you already have respiratory issues, you know, without COVID, asthma, right. Punk, previous punctured lungs shit right, like that right, right. the chances of your uh, of this being fatal goes way way up. up yes the second one is if you have pre-existing heart conditions if you've had heart attacks aneurysms uh and that's the thing we don't know well so far, well what we do know is that he he doesn't have respiratory issues as far as we're aware he doesn't have uh cardiovascular you know condition uh the but and then the third one after that is being obese right being overweight, which also naturally constricts your heart. So he's not out of the woods by any the, means. The, this is, this but is it's not, not, it's not like, it's not a death sentence for Trump. Like some people, some people are saying, you know, they're actually, they're kind of wishing for it. <laughs> well, well, I will say this as far as uh, his heart's probably not in the best shape, just like my heart. Trump lives off of my diet. He does. Yeah. He lives off of fucking fast food. He, he, he loves the shit. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm with you, President Trump. It is extremely tasty. I love the shit, but it's not good for our heart. It's not. No. It's not the best. It's not the best thing you could eat. And if I was a, you know, quote unquote billionaire, I probably wouldn't eat fast food every day. I'd probably, you know, be eating, uh, I don't know, tartar and all that kind of crazy <laughs> shit. But I'm surprised know. he hasn't had a heart attack, to be honest with you. Yeah. I am you know, yeah. just for being you know 74 and yeah. overweight and, and he's a big dude too he's a, you know he's tall he's a yeah he's, he's not a so obviously well you know this the, the here's the thing and this is why even talking about the debate at this point almost seems moot because you know two days later he comes out 
testing positive for SARS-CoV-2. Right. Um, or SARS-CoV-2, whatever. And there's a lot. Of, it's actually kind of funny because one of the funnier things out of all this, if you can still seek humor in today's world, which is a goal of mine, are the conspiracy theories that are coming out of all this. Oh, there's a, there's a very good one. And one of the ones that I saw, one of the first ones that I was, uh, that was brought to my attention was this one <laughs> that supposedly it's a tweet, uh, from some no name guy and you can, you can create tweets. It, this could be total bullshit, even if this tweet ever existed or not, but I just found it funny. Uh, this was supposedly written on September 18th. Uh, and it says Trump's October surprise will be the announcement of his quote, his infection unquote. Fake, but quite dramatic. That This twist will blow Biden off the screens. The, quote, Trump COVID watch, quote, will be dominating every minute of every day. And then 14 days later, Trump will emerge 100% cured. And, you'll, you, I mean, you can just kind of see that as, you know, and then Trump will just boast about kicking COVID's ass or some shit. My favorite so- one was the uh, faking their deaths to get to Russia. Yeah, there's. I mean, that's not the only one. Obviously, there's yeah. a shitload of them that, that that he's faking. There's so many that are saying that he's faking this, which just seems bizarre. So the whole thing's a marketing scheme. <laughs> well, yeah, the, a lot of the people saying that he's faking this are also the ones that are most terrified by COVID. That also think that Trump is the devil, and it's like, no, you dipshits, COVID's real. He never said COVID wasn't real. <laughs> he he just is getting lambasted for not trying to freak everyone out about it and now he has it which to me at this point if you can't keep covid out of air force one and out of the white house then it can get anywhere so well a white house a white house um i guess uh, someone who works in the white house said on friday well it was early friday morning it was after he tested positive and uh they asked what the mood in the White House was, and they said that Trump was in full freakout mode. Now, you could see that. I could see that with someone like Trump. I could see his test came back positive, and he's all of a sudden, that is the only thing on his mind. That's it. Everything else completely left him at that point. He was like, oh, I got the COVID. And and if 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 you dwell on shit, it don't make the shit better. You know this. You know, it's the mind over matter thing. You know, it's if you if you keep thinking, you know, uh, I'm going to get hurt doing this or I'm going to get sick or and then it finally happens to you. That's a mind fuck on you. You know, I mean, especially with somebody like him. See, I see you it know, differently. He's used to being. Well, it's, it, you know, don't you find it bizarre that you haven't seen a tweet since he's been at Walter Reed? I no, find there, that bizarre. There's, there's been, one. been a tweet. Oh, yeah, okay. He's, he's, well, been, he's one. been tweeting. Yeah. Well, but, he had one tweet. I mean, but I'm t- I'm just talking about, you know, he if if he's if he's in good shape and everything. I mean, wouldn't you think he'd just be sitting there on his phone tweeting? I mean, he's got nothing else to do. I hear you. He's, here's here's how I'll take what you said as far as him being in full blown panic mode or freak out mode. I don't see it as him being scared of COVID, freaking out. I see it more as this is going to hurt my image. Right. Being he, more, but either one, but either one well, is... Well, there's a huge difference yeah. between, oh no, I'm super scared, <laughs> I'm going to die. I, I don't think that's Trump. 
I think Trump is more like, oh no, this is going to make me look weak. You know, this is going to hurt my image. Right, right. I, I need to be strong. I need right, to be out right. there, which is a big reason why he wasn't wearing masks early on. Right. Now, this whole, it, you know, this is karma. It serves him right, blah, blah, blah. He never got COVID when he wasn't wearing masks. He only got COVID once he started wearing a mask. I mean, <laughs> oh, if we're going to play this loose and fast oh, and loose Jim. with uh, things as being factual but not truthful. No, I, I, I'm just going to say this. The day before, everybody at the White House, nobody had a mask on. Mm-hmm. And when he went, when he got on Marine One, everybody had a mask on. Well, so so it, it's a, all it is is it hadn't hit home to them people yet. Once you have somebody you know die from this shit, that's why I wear my mask in public. Everywhere I go mm-hmm. in public. If I go in, you know, convenience store, it's on. If I go in a grocery store, it's on. Anywhere I go where I know there's going to be more than a couple of people inside the place. Mm-hmm. And even that's dangerous, I guess. But when you have a White House, dude, the White House is full of people. I mean, just full of people. And when you have a White House full of people and 95% of them are not wearing a mask and one of them which is happening now. This is what's crazy about this mm-hmm. is the amount of power that this could actually take out. It, you know, you had Hope Hicks. Then now you've got the sen- a couple of senators that are testing positive. Yeah. And think if Bob Barr, I mean, think if he tests positive. It, you, this could rattle the fucking power structure of the country in a way that just totally fucks everything up it, well out of two events 18 people have gotten it yeah you that's had, the you, rose garden event well you you've had you had seven people at amy uh what is her name yeah amy, not comey no yeah, yeah comey yeah amy I'm comey sorry. barrett yeah yeah. Amy, <laughs> yeah amy amy barrett uh her her party or whatever you had seven people that got it there yes there's also reports coming out saying that 11 people got it at the debate yeah so so if you're looking at that if you're looking at seven and eleven that's 18 people that they have to do contact tracing on and just 18 people doing contact tracing just on 18 people has got to be a fucking nightmare oh hell yeah especially in the white house because those people are constantly around people they're well, yeah. constantly shaking hands yeah. and hugging that's, and doing, yeah, and doing a, all this so and think you know about- it could it could wind up i mean they, they showed a picture of trump mitch mcconnell and and all uh, you know cocaine mitch could have this you know so the next 14 days are going to be very fucking interesting in this country well think about that i mean from the debate if 18 people got it i mean i know there was more than 100 people there when you factor in you know uh staff and whatnot but still i mean from the audience that was there that's an 18 (laughs) percent you know they caught it well more than that because there were less than 100 people at the the, at the debates what they're saying is 11 people got it from being at the debates seven people got it from the The rose justice oh gotcha okay so that's what i'm saying from two separate events this is already going around um my thing is is i'm surprised it took 10 months before it got to this point I, I really am. I am too. Especially am. in the beginning when it was, you know, the testing was even worse. Well, I always knew all it would take was one. That's all. I always knew it would take, well, yeah. you know, like Ivanka got it or Jared Kushner or anybody, any Hope Hicks. In this, yeah. in this case, it was Hope Hicks. Well, well, doesn't Ivanka have it as well? 
I don't know. I ain't thought I saw I know, that she I know, knows. Um, Kelly uh, Kellyanne Conway's got it. Yep, yeah, she's yeah. got it. I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a shitload of people that right. have it now. But you remember a few months ago when there was an intern or something like that that tested positive right, right. in the White House? Yeah, and we were was, like, this is it, this yeah, is it. It's gonna, that was Mike Pence's intern, yes. It didn't go anywhere after right. that. Um, and, and there was also a video of Trump on uh, Marine One with Hope Hicks where Hope Hicks was wearing a mask. Well, I'll say this. Mike Pence has been wearing a mask. I, I see Mike Pence and, and all of his people wearing masks a lot more than anybody else in the White House. I've, and yeah, I mean, I've seen all of them wear masks. I think it's just selective on how much they show you when certain people that we're supposed to hate isn't wearing a mask and when he is. Um, yeah, mask, no mask. In the end, it's a fucking virus. And yes. if you're around a lot of people all the time, yes. you're going to get it. Yeah, You're going to get it because I only wear a mask if it's required of me. Uh, I've been playing it. Well, it's like me. Same, same thing. I, I wear it in public. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've been playing it very low and, you know, low and loose. Very loose. <laughs> this whole time. I mean, I've been, I went to different states and been around people that I don't fucking know. Right. The chances of me getting it. I know, but even if you do get it, the high. chances of you dying of it are nil almost. I mean, just because of your age group and where you, and you there's know. nothing that says I haven't already gotten it. Yeah. Right. I mean, exactly. yeah, of course, at this point, the number of people that I know that have had it, um, and how close it's gotten to us. Put it this way: we know people who've had COVID. We, I know people personally, two people that have died from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's a it's some bad shit, and it just depends on who you are when you catch it as to what it's going to do to your fucking immune system. And if you're if you have a weak immune system, which I'm guessing that Trump has a pretty weak immune system i'm guessing that any any of the like mitch mcconnell i'm guessing his immune system is not the immune system of an 18 year old you know fucking football player i I, i'm guessing that any older person that comes in contact with this it's it's dangerous it's fucking dangerous and with there not being an absolute cure to it right now now i know trump's getting you know uh good hmm. medical attention and all of that but would there not be an remdesmavir yeah yeah i did yeah. hear one of the one of the uh uh conspiracy theories that i heard that i thought was just oh it would be fucking hilarious is all of a sudden he comes out three days later and he's totally fine and we all find out there's been a cure since july right <laughs> and, and he's got stock in the company in the company he's well, got a shitload of stock well uh, and here's the, i mean the the strange thing i mean you know confidence in the government right now is at an all-time low and just think about even if we do get a vaccine you know uh, you know not just talking about anti-vaxxers at this point People are not going to be going in droves to get the vaccine. I mean, even me myself, I'm like, I'm going to wait a couple months at least to watch, well, and see that was, what fucking happens. And that was one thing that was said at the debate that that got zero play. That freaked me the fuck out when Trump was talking about, hey, we're on our way to get a vaccine. We're even going to have the military distribute it or distribute. Hold on. Distribute. Why, why can't I say that? Why? Can I say that because word? you're on the distribute? Yeah, distribute. Yeah, we're gonna have the military <laughs> run it out. You know, it's gonna be awesome. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold the fuck on. Did Trump just say he's gonna use the military? Yeah, to to vaccinate 
Our citizens? Hey, why not? <laughs> why not? I gotta raise my hand and say, anybody else just hear that shit? Because he did say it. Yeah, no, I know. He <laughs> I mean, says, uh, look, I, he says things every day that just shock the shit out of me. But the funny so, thing is, is, the only thing Biden said was, you can't trust that there'll be a vaccine ready soon enough. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the military part. <laughs> what the fuck? Can we, yeah. can we please get back to this? Yeah, the military giving out vaccines. <laughs> How the yeah. fuck did this just get totally skipped and everybody's worried more about the Proud Boys than a military vaccination program? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think that, I mean, at least uh, maybe this is just me having some faith that it's more to assist in making sure there's a widespread, you know, uh, that we have the ability to give it to people. But at the same time, I don't think that it would be a requirement that they're coming into your homes or coming into your neighborhoods and going get the fuck out you gotta do this now i mean people would be i mean that in itself would be reason for uh some you know such of civil war or whatever hold on they're giving uh they're giving an update you we should probably listen to this yeah yeah yeah, yeah hang on hang, hang hang tight hang on one second all right we had some uh some news pop up there a cbs uh, special report cbs special report it says that uh trump Apparently, for the last 24 hours, his vitals have concerned the doctors. Um, I don't, they really didn't elaborate on it, but they're saying that apparently things are not working the way they thought they would yeah. as far as the experimental. That's what I'm guessing. Um, sure. As far as the experimental drugs and stuff that they're using on him. And I don't know. They didn't say anything really. All they said was. That his vitals are concerning doctors. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what they said. So well, and his doctor refused to make any comments. Right. I yeah. mean, here's my conspiracy theory. You know, I think the CIA's back in business and trying to take presidents out. I mean, <laughs> hey, the CIA be. has definitely had plenty of uh, disputes with President Trump. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and so, the FBI. Yeah, both of them. So, um, yeah, if, if, if that happens again... Uh, well, we might just bring it in and let everybody listen to it, you know, so yeah, so we can see what's going on. But yes, obviously Trump is not doing very well. So, and you know, as much as I don't like the man, thoughts and prayers to you, Mr. President, for real. Yeah, this is way beyond politics. Yeah. I'm not an evil person who wishes death on anyone. So get well, you know, kick this shit, kick this shit out. We need another debate. Yeah, we need and to. We need to see another debate. So, and also, um, you know, I still think that you can gleam some level of hope if he is able to kick it. You know, because it it makes it 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 shows that it is possible, and it's you know yet another recovery right. story instead of a presidential funeral. Right, right. I mean, yes. can you imagine? I know, I know. I, and I've been, I thought this on Friday night when they said that he was positive. I mean, I told my wife, I said, he could die from this because yeah. he's, everything we said, you know, he's overweight. He eats like me. I mean, I, yeah. if I get it, I'm probably a goner. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I've, I've, 
Yeah, he doesn't know, sleep much. It, right. He you know, does. Yeah, yeah, we're a lot alike. Me and Tom yeah. are a lot alike. We'd probably get along pretty good hanging out as far as, you know, <laughs> just hanging out and partying. But, uh, but you know, because he's not He'd a big... He'd be jealous of your hair. He ain't a big drinker. You know, I don't drink either. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we, uh, we have a lot in common. We'd be like, Doug, I love... You know, I mean... Doug, I love what you're doing with your hair. Please, can I have some of it? <laughs> Cut me off some, buddy. Uh, I want to put a little up top. Yeah, put a little up here. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, mean, so yeah, I just hope this works out in a good way. I mean, the amount of people in D.C. in power, I mean, in yeah. top tiers of power that could have been exposed to this is insane i think the big thing to look and for, they're old i think the big thing to look for and uh we'll be waiting to see this is if any report comes out where presidential duties have been bestowed onto pence on pence you know if it gets to that point i think that's when genuine concern could then begin to arise right because uh, until then when they have special reports like that i don't really know what to do with that right yeah, there's a, you don't. Now, of course, it is in the middle of a football game that we're we're watching. So, uh, don't worry, we're not watching it that closely. We're paying attention to what we're doing. <laughs> but um, Alabama is kicking ass, by the way. Whatever. Um, so yeah, it's uh, hey, but A and M did catch up, like I said they were. Yeah, no, no, they're not. They, no, no, but they did. No, it was fourteen to fourteen. No, for, it's not fourteen no, to fourteen. No, no, no. I said it was oh, past well, tense before Alabama and, uh, said, yeah. "Get the fuck out of here, yeah. little brother." Yeah, thirty-five, thirty-five, fourteen. A and M, I, you know. Anyway, I, I don't want to go down to sports. No, we're all. not going to get on the sports <laughs> thing that it will ever come off. No, Jesus. What I'm getting back to, and I know I rail on this show all the time about getting all the old people out of Washington. And uh, they do need to go, but you they mean don't need to. voting out, not yes, murdering. I do. I mean, vote them out. Don't, don't have them just die of COVID yeah. out. You know, I mean, I don't want them. I don't want them to die. I want them to, you know, enjoy their life back enjoy, in civilian. Yeah. You know, yeah enjoy your a, civilian life. Yeah, enjoy your <laughs> civilian life for a couple of years before the devil comes to see you. <laughs> but, but, you know, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, well, no, I, mean, I, mean, no, I, I don't want, I don't want to see this. Uh, uh, and especially knowing that it did come from China, um, all of the things that are in play right now are very scary, yeah. very dangerous and very scary yeah. because it, for one thing, if Trump does die from this, I don't know if that would be considered an act of war, but an act of <laughs> I, uh, for real. I mean, yeah. I'm not, no, I I'm know not, where you're coming at, but I mean, I'm yeah. not, uh, I'm the not argument, making that up. The I argument mean, to that end isn't. So far off, far fetched, exactly. Especially for people on the right, you know, the, the war, the people that are really into wars and shit, you know, they'd be like, "This is a direct assault on our country from the Chinese government." And yeah. If the dude, if that shit happened, and oh my, God, dude, I would, I wouldn't. You, you'd have nowhere to go. A fucking rock under Somalia wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't protect you in that yeah. case. I mean, it, it yeah. wouldn't. Oh, we've yeah. been ramping up to World War Three for quite a while, so <laughs> it's almost like you know, uh, you know, Yosemite uh, exploding. It's like it's just a matter of fucking time. Humans are obsessed with obliteration stories. Uh, it's in our DNA to be uh, somehow magically connected to the end of times. And uh, oh, I didn't I, say end of times. Well, that's 
kind of what it would end up being. It would. <laughs> it both, would. both Yosemite blowing and <laughs> or Yosemite, a yeah. war yeah. with China. Yeah. Um, either one. Either one would be totally devastating to the United States of America. Yeah. But, uh, eh, you know, in other news of people getting this uh, godforsaken disease, Cam Newton. It came out today. Cam Newton tested positive, and now the Chiefs-Patriots game has been postponed, um, which is kind of a bummer. I would like to see whoever the backup is uh, in in New England. Get well, Cam. I've always hated you, but get well. Yeah, similarly speaking, yeah, I can't I stand mean, the guy. Yeah. Hated him since he was a Florida Gator. Right. Hated him even more when he was an Auburn Tiger. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and then it's a football hate, Cam. Yeah. You, you know, it's not a, it's not a, we don't hate you. No, no, I football hate. We football hate, hate you. We hate the way you play. <laughs> yeah, beating all my teams. We hate the player, not the game. <laughs> no, I love the game, but perfect. Yeah, perfect. And then also the Titan, the Titans Steelers game that was supposed to be tomorrow uh, is postponed, which I think is actually going to end up helping the Titans because they had some injuries coming up, and now it got postponed a few weeks, and this they're just going to treat this as a buy. So we were talking about this a few weeks ago. How can you have athletics in a COVID world? And we're starting to see what happens yes. when COVID, uh, you know, interacts with the sports world. So, and, and you have to be quarantined and all that. Yeah. Everything that goes along with it. That's the that's the whole government thing to me, too. You know, like they're supposed to have this, uh, you know, the hearing for the Supreme Court justice and all these things that are coming up. There's a lot of and, things at play. And all these people, everyone that was at that Rose Garden event, everyone that was at the debate, all of those people are quarantined now. Yep. They all have to quarantine. Yep. And if they get sick, you know, and, and who they pass it. I mean, this, like I said, this could be an event. I mean, it's already an event. Yeah. But this could be, this could be a fucking devastating event. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right now, the way that everything is, you know, the temperature in the room in this country. Right. Uh, having any more strain on our processes and procedures. Right, right. Um, could have some undue negative effects that we'll definitely be keeping our eye on. Yes. Um, it's just amazing to me that it's October and we're still talking about COVID. You know, I don't know how long we as a society can keep living the way that we're living and still having to have negative stories about it. Well, and even the place that I'm working, of course, I won't share the name. Um, they, I told you, they give us a uh, lunch on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And within the last week, um, they've started um, forcing us to serve ourselves. And you have to get in line. Um, you have to sanitize your hands and then you have to put on gloves and then sanitize the gloves after you've put those on. Yeah. And uh, it feels very much like they're bracing themselves because, I mean, it is. We're getting into the fall, then the winter. Yes. And this is, I mean, this is when it's going to reign supreme, you know, even more than it has been. This is my thing about the, the fall. I'm hopeful that if everybody does wear a mask in public and they use hand sanitizer and shit, like I'm, I use hand sanitizer all fucking day. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I use it all day. Mm -hmm. And um, if I, I think if people can keep doing that through the winter, we might see the least amount of flu that we've ever seen. You know, it, it could it could help that. You know, or it could be 
one of the worst flu and COVID things ever. I, I think mean, it's it going to be the worst. Be, and uh, the reason why I think that is because people are stressed to a higher level at this point than they ever have been. And what's the cause of illness more than anything is stress, stress on the system, but stress emotionally as well contributes to all that and people being locked up as much as they have. And the uh, frame of mind that everyone's in right now, I mean, people are uh, freaked out and, you know, really have a reason to be. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. not, not going to be one to, you know, of course, uh, try to sow um, that, you know, with our audience or anyone else. I mean, I, I think that honestly, um, keeping positive is in, more important now than it's ever been. Well, I think that, uh, you know, there's only so much you can do to keep yourself safe from a virus. There's, there's sure. measures that you can take that will reduce your chances of having negative effects because of the virus. And I think that it's very much past due time to start covering this in a more positive light. Uh, and I'm talking nationally. You, you've done all you can do to make people as scared as possible of this fucking thing. And it's still spreading. People are still getting it. People are still dying from it. I, I agree with you, Rona, that having everyone on, you know, DEFCON 2 uh, at all times isn't helping anything. It's not... It's not making anybody any safer. It's not, it's not uh, bringing about a better quality of life for anybody. I think it's way past time. I think we're months beyond uh, fear-mongering the fuck out of everybody being terrified of this thing that does have a high survivability and is almost impossible to not catch it if you're in close proximity with someone who has it. All right. Well, I think I think all you can do is do the shit that everybody knows at this point me, yeah. is 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 to take the measures that we all know and live your life and not keep spiking this thing into fucking the stratosphere of fear. Because wh- whether I'm going to get it or not, I don't know how many times I can sanitize my hands or or wear a mask. Uh, that would make me feel any better once you get it. If if if, if Trump go, falls really ill from this, yeah, the, the fear is going to skyrocket. Yeah, it, it is, is. Oh, so, of course. Yeah. So I mean, it's it probably already has among you know certain can, people. Can you imagine the stress that the, um, that the personnel at Walter Reed has? Yeah, you cannot let him. You cannot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. fucking a. Yeah. Imagine oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, being responsible for the president's life right now. That's. Ooh. Yeah, that's. That's got to be a heavy, heavy duty job right now. I wonder how many hypochondriac suicides there have been <laughs> since the start. Howie Mandel's still here. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not a hypochondriac. He's just a germaphobe. Well, true. <laughs> to me, I kind of branch them both in similar, similar branches. But um, yeah, anyway, that's that's really all the information that we have as of this point is that he's in the hospital and they'll be monitoring him, and that there will be a minimum fourteen day Trump COVID watch that will be very tired of very shortly. I would imagine, especially if things don't really change um you know i'll be honest i had a completely different plan for this show two days ago <laughs> well uh, completely yeah, different I, I, but, I, t- uh, dude, yeah. I, I told you well, on the uh you know when we did the debate the, the debate show mm-hmm. 
because uh, we were talking about we don't know what's going to happen. Oh, something's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> something's going to happen between now and Friday. You know. Well, I mean, there's like, there's always this. It's it's got its own name now. October right. surprise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just traditional in American politics that the month before an election, you have big news drop that people have had for months right. that they're holding on to to try to sway the minds of the American right. public. And I don't know what this does to that or if this is the October surprise. I don't I don't know. I'll say it again. <laughs> I don't know what happens after this, but we'll be keeping our eyes on it. Um, I'll be honest. I had a totally, you know, my intention was to have a completely positive, funny, happy Go lucky, non-political show, but we'll do that when. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when, that, uh, I don't know when that'll happen, bro. Yeah, I don't either, man. It's, uh, I don't, it almost seems inevitable that we're going to be inundated with this kind of with shit. With gloom and weeks. doom, and it's just nothing happy. So but, I apologize, listeners. Um, but until we have something of substance, well, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> we're kind of stuck in the middle with everybody. Go ACDC. Yeah, yeah. Go ACDC. Uh, that's all I can say right now because that's the only thing that's. Uh, yeah, you know. Speaking of. You know how fucked up another really fucked up story I heard this week is uh, Rick Moranis. Oh, yeah. The actor from Honey, honey I, I Got Assaulted. Oh, honey, shit. I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Honey, I Got Assaulted. Yes. Uh, he was just walking down the street in front of his building in, in New, New York, York and yeah. a big black man walked up to him and punched him in the fucking head yeah and fucked him up pretty good he was in the hospital he he's out of the hospital and i, got now, a pretty, I thought I you were about pretty, to say he died just, i got a, uh, <laughs> i got a pretty good idea he didn't hit him because he was anti-key master right yeah <laughs> yeah so um gozar yeah gozar the gozarian yes <laughs> gozer that's just fucked up i bet he's traumatized now yeah. You know, he's not a he's, a he's not guy. a physical, you know, fighting kind of guy. Fucking Moranis. Yeah. He's Rick Moranis, dude. He's America's dad. I mean, the dude you know, lost his wife not yeah. not too long ago. He was just gonna he was just, just getting ready getting, to make a resurgence back into, into acting. Into acting, yes. To yep. get back into the public eye. I guarantee you that piece of shit that punched him probably never even saw Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Probably well, didn't even know who the fuck he was. No. And just, just, just saw, saw him a white like, man, a little white man, and decided just to just fucking yeah, hammer I mean, him in the head. And that that shit's got to stop, people. Yeah. Look. We got plenty yeah. of other shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to stop. And if you see anything like that, you know, take the dude down. Yeah. Take the guy down yourself. Call the cops and say, look, this dude just assaulted this guy. Yeah. Fucking take him to jail. If you think every white person is against you. You're not going to last long. You're not. If you think every black person is against you, you're not going to last long. No. That's just the way of the world, you know? And if you want to end racism, you got to call shit out like that. Exactly. Exactly. You got to call it out. You know, if if you're with a gang of your boys, and it doesn't matter if you're a white guy, if you're with a group of white guys and they walk up and they punch a black dude, it's all racism. It's all just hate because somebody is not the same color you are yeah and if i saw some white punk punch an elderly black woman and it hit her head on a fire hydrant i would go fuck that dude up fuck him up yes it wouldn't even be uh oh is that or isn't that right right but for some reason and again i don't know if we're being gaslit if there are videos that we just aren't seeing i don't think so I think that there is a pretty high market to show that kind of shit if it was happening yeah but i sure the fuck am seeing a lot of videos like that that's very disconcerting and it would, this is going to sound fucked up, but it would make my heart happy if I saw somebody get fucking checked uh, when that shit goes down. Yes. 
It needs it, all this end racism, all this, you know, push for racial equality. Any violence that's committed on the sole basis of somebody being a different race, whoever that person is that's instigating or or acting in that needs that's a hate crime. Needs to get Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> yes, that's a hate crime. <laughs> yes, that is a true hate crime. Yeah. If you walk up to someone and you hit them because they're a different color than you, that's a fucking hate crime. And or a different religion than you or a different whatever the fuck whatever yeah. that this country is supposed to be all about we're supposed to be I'm freedom of pot. religion freedom of you know <laughs> yeah. a, a, you're supposed to be free to live your life the way you want to live it and nobody fuck with you that's basically the you know you, it, and you have a right to if somebody does fuck with you to don't fuck hurt anyone and don't take their stuff exactly live and let live that's there's it. many ways to say it in the end, it's don't be an asshole. If you're living your life in such a way that you are, I don't know, making more friends than enemies and not being a dick, you're probably going to get along just fine. Yeah. Just don't don't hit people and don't take their stuff. All you got to do is just be nice. The bare That's minimum. All. Just be fucking nice, man. Yeah. If, if, someone, if you walk up to someone and it don't matter who they are, say hello. Mm. Hello to them. Hold you know? the door open. Oh, yeah. Hold the door open. It, it smile. Smile yeah, at it. Yeah, a smile. Pair, and I get it. We, we're smile here. goes a long way. I get it. We're here in the South. Uh, so that might be seen as a sign of weakness to someone else to allow someone else to hold a door open for right, them. That's right. pretty fucking weird. I think you're all gay if that's what you think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do something nice for somebody you don't know and watch how much better that makes your day. It's amazing, actually, yeah. how quickly and easily... It can change your day in the positive and right. how little effort it takes to make that happen. Right, right. I've, I've had my day made by little stupid shit like that yep. many times. Yep. Many times. Like, damn, that made my day. Yeah. You know? and, um, small acts of kindness are way longer lasting yes. than small acts of dick, dickedness. Uh, violence. Uh, well, I can't, you can't say more than more long lasting because a small act of violence can send you up the river for 30 or 40 but you well know. that's true i'm saying more like if you look back in history on your own life even if you look back at a time that was probably not so great you can you still at least for me the the fun times and the and the, you know the good times are what i remember yeah. like if i think back to um my most recent trip up to west virginia only thing I can remember are the times when we were laughing, having fun, uh, overcoming an obstacle or a challenge, and any of the negative stuff, the infighting, people not knowing where the fuck they want to go to eat, right, somebody right. being a dick. Right. None of that is what takes precedent when you're thinking backwards in right, time. Right. You know, I'm sure I had really shitty days in elementary school uh, where I probably got bullied or whatever, but I remember, oh, I was laughing with my buddy at lunch about that stupid thing, and milk came out of his nose. Like... That's why I'm saying the positive things have a much longer and more uh, legitimate impact right. than the negative. Uh, believe it or not, I know that that goes counterintuitive to today's culture, but... Uh, oh, no. I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's just that, you know, so many people, they think that... I don't, I don't know what they think. I mean, I don't know. I think that they think that they don't have, have a no purpose words. and they want to be seen and they think that moments of outrage is the best way to be seen and they have no idea how uh infantile that is yeah but i think it's a little i, I just think it's deeper than that i don't know man it, when you look at especially when you look at the people that just walk up and clock people 
I mean, how fucked up do you have to be to do that kind of shit? I, I look at that and I just go, that's, how fucked up is your life? Like, yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. Do you not have anything in this world to contribute? Do you not have somewhere to be? Do right. you not have something to do? That, the answer that, to all those is no, and nothing. That's my, and that's and, my point, you know? I mean, yeah. so I think it's I think it's deeper than just, you know, um, just an, a, a random act of just doing stuff stupid shit you know i think it's a lot deeper than that yeah you and, know, and you might hear you might hear his take be oh well the world's forgotten me or it has done me wrong or right eh, get the fuck over right. it it's right. it's called life it ain't fair you fall down you skin your knee you get back the fuck up you, first things first is you got to find a purpose you got to find a you don't have to find the meaning of life you don't have to find a reason for you being here you just got to find a productive way of spending your fucking time and as long as you don't have that, you're going to result into doing some real dumb, fucked up, stupid, unnecessary shit. Yeah. So go the fuck outside and go find something fun to do with your time and stop assaulting Rick Moranis for fuck's sake. Yeah, please. <laughs> I want Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Yeah. You know? I mean, dude's the same size as fucking Tom Cruise. He's a tiny fucking fella. He is a little man. Yeah. So, I mean, what kind of piece of shit do you have to be? To, I mean, just clock somebody based on the fact that they are whatever color they are, but then on top of it, fuck, I mean, way weaker than you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If it wasn't Rick Moranis, we would probably never know about it. Well, of course. We would have never seen the video of it. Um, I don't know. So We've that, all seen the video of that dude getting beat down in the middle of a fucking, I think it was a Target where just uh, random oh, uh, Macy's or Macy's, whatever, just yeah, New York starts yeah, beating yeah. the shit out of a guy. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's why I said a few episodes back that, uh, you know, if you want to get into the race thing, it's not going to work out so good for you because uh, there's way more instances like that going on that um, are just unnecessary. Well, I will say this. I don't care how big the motherfucker is. If somebody comes up and sucker punches me and I don't go down, they are going to receive some sort of retaliation. That, you know, whether they beat my ass or not, they're going to, I'm going to fucking be swinging. I'm going to come up swinging. Yeah. They're not going to leave without right, understanding without knowing Doug's that, fury. Yes. That I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. you. You get, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, if you fucking hit me, make sure you knock me out. Because if you don't, mm, there's no telling what's liable to happen. It would be hilarious if there was a whole second video where Rick Moranis got up and apparently he spent this whole time learning Muay Thai and shit. Yeah. And he goes and fucks and that dude up. Fucks the dude up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I had a friend of mine, I had a friend of mine in high school, we were at a party and another dude we knew, th this other dude, he was, he was kind of a dick and anyway, they got in a fight and this guy pulls out a set of brass knuckles mm -hmm. and hits my buddy in the head. Oh, you mean a bitch bracelet? Yeah. Yeah. And hits my buddy in the head. My buddy's just pouring blood and he's running and it takes off running, right? Now what this guy didn't understand was my, my friend has been it, it was like fucking bruce fucking lee mm -hmm. he had no idea and what my buddy was doing when he was running from the guy is he was getting his bearings from getting hit with those brass knuckles yeah well my buddy got his bearings this dude was still chasing him right my buddy spun around and fucked him up with his feet i mean dude i have never seen i had never seen any i never that was the first time i'd ever seen anything like that you know yeah and uh and I mean, just totally fucked him up with his feet. And I was like, why? And he's still just pouring blood out of his head with his brass knuckles hitting. Yeah. And uh, by that time, we had all got up, you know, to where they were at. 
and and dude was on the ground just all fucked up, you know. And my buddy's fucking hold his head. I'm like, oh shit, we gave him a fucking t-shirt and shit, you know. And uh, and the dude was out, you know. And and uh, and that was the thing when the fight first started. Mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, you know, wow, this this ain't gonna last long. Yeah. But when he got hit with the brass knuckles, that's when it fucked him up, you know. Because he dude, he's small dude, you know, it's like me. Oh well, yeah. And I. Uh, and and but he got it when he got his bearing straight he fucked that dude up now i will venture out on a limb to say that the guy with the brass knuckles probably has a little different outlook on life today i'm sure he does where he doesn't talk so much shit or start shit i'm sure he does yeah that's see that's another problem in a lot of this is uh you have an entire generation that never had their ass whipped and there's a lot of no repercussions for actions right. happening. Right. And that also dictates a lot of what you're seeing as far as the carelessness in which a lot of people are acting. Um, so in a weird sense, I am calling for more ass whippings. It just needs to happen naturally at a younger age. At a younger age. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, on the schoolyard. Yes. Yeah, that, schoolyard scrapping is that, that is will healthy. give you more character than oh, yeah. anything, especially if you're a young man schoolyard scrapping will give you more character than anything else in and it life. will teach you lessons that you can't learn any other yes, way exactly it and, will. and i think that uh you know i'm not saying bring back children ass whippings right, or nothing right, like right. that <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> but, and come on kids don't bring guns and knives to school yeah, stop being yeah, don't be a bitch about no. it you know take you know, just your, take your take your beating if you if you're gonna get beat take your beating yeah take your licks and fucking learn from that i agree with that there's not enough of that yeah. There's not enough of that going on these days. No, not at all. Just an old fashioned put up your dukes and... Let's see what happens. Yeah. See what we're... See what kind of a... See how big a boy are you? We're in a weird time right now, man. We're in just a very... And everybody keeps saying, you know, well, you know, we're the aliens and all that. They're, hey, it ain't over yet. That's all I can say, you know. I'm 2020 gonna, ain't over yet. I'm going to say we're the aliens. We're though. not even to Halloween yet. Think about that. Yeah, well. Think about that. Think about what Thanksgiving and Christmas are going to be like this year. Oh, it's yeah. going to be, what's going to happen by then? Is there going to be riots in the streets? Are there? Is it going to be civil war? Is it going to be, okay, it's all over. Everybody go back to what you're doing. It, uh, you know, what is it going to be? At this point, Doug, anything's possible. Well, and I remember at the end of like 2016, where everybody was like, fuck you, 2016. I'm very much wondering what, you know, it's got to go higher than fuck you, 2020. They say that every year. Because I remember hearing people in 2019 going, oh, 2019 was the worst. Fuck you. They say it. Every- Just go on Instagram and look at any basic bitches profile and go to December 31st. Every single one of them has a uh, peace out, whatever, fill in the year. This is going to be my year. And the funny thing is, going back and watching everybody's at you know at the stroke of midnight, <laughs> December thirty first, twenty nineteen, is like oh my, <laughs> <laughs> how we would all kill to be in twenty nineteen oh, all over yeah. again. So uh, the year has nothing to do with your life. Um, it, really, only you do. So make the most of it. Let your kid get roughed up at school. Don't be such a billy badass that you prevent everybody from getting an ass whooping go outside enjoy the enjoy the fresh air turn the fucking news off and uh come back here and we'll fill you in on all the important stuff all right well 
See you next week, fuck faces. I, I guess that'll I guess that'll <laughs> I guess that'll do it for this one. So uh yeah. We're out. See ya. <laughs>